There might be fewer players, but there's never a lack of exciting action. This is the statewide Idaho 8-Man Prepcast with Brandon Bainey and Paul Kingsbury. Right, it's another edition of the Idaho 8-Man Prepcast from IdahoSports.com, brought to you by the Idaho Division of Public Health. You know the drill by now. I'm Brandon Bainey. He is Will Henneke. We're yeah. too cool for Paul Kingsbury at this correct. point. Correct. Yes, correct. We've We've moved on from him. He's yesterday's news. Yes. Well, we're going to get to yesterday's news and also look ahead at the semifinal matchups in the eight-man ranks because this is what we do each and every week. We break down all the big news from the eight-man football classification. Uh, You can get this podcast a couple of different ways, the audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, Me personally, I have an Android phone, so I use what's called Podcast Addict. That's the the Android app, but there's also Apple, there's Google, there's uh, Spotify, etc. You can also catch the video of this podcast each and every week at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Uh, Will, how are you? You know, I'm doing good, and I've got to confess to something here right off the top. I I, especially as the season wears on, I like to give coaches a few weeks to kind of figure out who they are, who their teams are and stuff like that. But as, you know, as we get into the end of September and then through October, and then obviously now, you know, I like to shoot coaches a lot of texts and just kind of see what's up. And we've got a fair number of coaches, you know, not just fans, not just mom, dad, not just players. We've got a fair number of coaches that, that listen to us on a weekly basis. Yeah, it, it's really exciting. Uh, I know I've heard I've heard from a a couple of coaches. I'm not going to name drop people here, but I I same with you, Will. I've I've had feedback from coaches and athletic directors um, at eight man schools, and so it's it's nice that we're able to to put this together each and every week. And I have found that by far uh, the eight man fans are the most passionate and the most diehard of any fan following in the state of Idaho. So, Oh yeah. They, I mean, it's, you, you think about it, you think about some of these, some of these towns like Idaho city and, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not knocking Idaho city. What else is there to invest in there? Your kids, your youth, your school, your team. So man, when, when a lot of these communities, when there's a game and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I've seen some volleyball games in eight man gyms, you know, small communities that, wow, there are a lot of people here for this game. And, and I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a great time to support Idaho's uh, smaller communities. And they all have great stories. And that's really what we want to do here is bring those stories uh, to the forefront. There was no bigger story in the eight-man game, I think, than last week's 1A D1 semifinal or a quarterfinal showdown between White Pine League rivals. And we'll put the bracket up on the screen so you can follow along on the video. Um, but if we look here, the big matchup was number five Lapway against number four Prairie. This is a matchup that Prairie won pretty handily in the regular season, but that's why they play the games. Lapway 68 to 36 over Prairie. The Wildcats moving out of the semifinals. I will admit, I did not see this coming. I'm not sure anybody outside of Lapway saw this coming, Will. No, I, I certainly didn't see that margin coming. Um, had you told me Friday night that, uh, that Lapway won the game, you know, it might've caused me to go, Oh, wow. Because yeah, I expected Prairie to win that game. You know, I, I freely admit that. Um, but for, for Lapway to go to Prairie and to put it on them by 32 points. Now I get that Prairie did not have Brody Hasselstrom and he's a fantastic football player. 
all-state candidate, could be a player of the year candidate in 1A D1. But, but that alone does not swing the difference from, you know, a month earlier, Prairie beat Lapway by about 30 points. So you cannot say that just taking one player out is the difference between Prairie winning by 30 and Prairie losing by 30. Uh, I, I think that Lapway played from all appearances and from everything that I've been told from people I've talked to, Lapway played one heck of a football game. They played smart. They took care of the ball. And then Titus Year out. I know everybody loves the guy as a basketball player. He's got a Division One, you know, commitment to go play hoops at the University of Idaho. And that in and of itself is incredible. But 500 yards of total offense and having a hand in nine touchdowns against Prairie in Cottonwood. I mean, I don't care. I don't care what you say. That's that's an amazing, amazing game. Yeah, we, we think of Lapway, and the first thing we think of is basketball, right? Not just boys' basketball, but girls' basketball. They're, they're a powerhouse in, in both boys' and girls' basketball. That's always what we think of first when we think of Lapway. And I saw a quote in the uh, Lewiston Tribune. Uh, they, they talked to Lapway's coach, Josh Layton, after the game, and he said, our boys aren't quite ready for basketball season yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a very good way to put it because when you're in that small town – you know, when you put away your football gear, it's what's next. You know what I mean? It's these kids kind of go sport to sport to sport because if they don't, you know, if those kids don't play basketball, there isn't a basketball team. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that somewhat rhetorically, somewhat philosophically, but that's what that's what kids in smaller communities in general do. There's obviously some exceptions, but in general, once basketball's over, you go straight into basketball. Or once football's over, you go straight into basketball. Maybe wrestling. Some communities have wrestling. And once that's over, you get ready for track or baseball. And that's just kind of how it goes. And the thing that I think a lot of people um, are, are learning, and, and I've certainly learned as the year went on, Titus out is a fantastic athlete, period. Football, basketball, whatever sport. I think you could put a tennis racket in his hand and he'd be a fantastic tennis player. They've got a lot of really good athletes there. It's not a one-man team. We've talked about Mason Brown. We've talked about Cross Taylor. We've talked about Elias Year out there. There are others. And, boy, they, every year they just seem to find a couple more. You know what I mean? It's it, it's amazing the quality of, of just pure athletes um, that, that Lapway is able to, to put out on the field or on the court every every year. It's It's fantastic. They, they're bringing that run-and-gun style that they are known for in basketball out to the football field. And in an interesting note, they'll now play Raft River in the semifinals. Raft River played inside Holt Arena last week. Well, they saw Lapway was coming, and they're like, uh-uh, we're going outside to try and neutralize this high-octane offense. That game's going to be played in Malta Saturday, and hope they're hoping, I think, that weather is on their side a little bit. You know, I get the whole, you know, let's play it at the Kibbe Dome or let's play it at Holt Arena, control, you know, you know, give the kids the big game feel, control the controllables. But I'm also a big, big fan just in general of, you know, let's get the community of Malta involved. And I know that, you know, Malta to, to Pocatello, it's not like it's 500 miles by any stretch of the imagination, but it's also a heck of a lot easier to go right down the road five miles than it is a couple of hours or uh, how long would that drive be? Hour and a half, maybe? Um, yeah, on a, on a bus, probably probably hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. So, but you you keep you keep that thing in town. 
I really like that. Like I, uh, you know, from a Idaho sports standpoint, uh, I'd love every game to be inside the Kibbe Domer Holt Arena because they're fantastic setups. It's warm. You can control the weather. I mean, did you get to watch any of that Horseshoe Ben Kendrick game from Division Two uh, that that Garrison and Jason were at? I mean, it was like they were in a monsoon the entire yeah. game. But from a from a fan standpoint, I, I just don't think you can be in in an eight man town. You know, Wallace, for instance cars lining the field and people walking up and down the sideline to cheer on their their teams i just i don't think you can you can't replicate that in the kibbe domer holt arena and for me as a fan you can't beat it i i think that that's way better way more atmosphere way more energy even though you know playing a game in a in, in a place like the kibbe dome may feel a little better may look a little better um I, give me the outdoor game on, on the, the small town field any day. Let me unmute my mic. My dogs are barking in the background. Okay. Let's talk about the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, let's, that happened. Let's talk about the other semifinal matchup that's coming up here um, with Rap River. They got past Potlatch. 63 to 22. That was a game that was in Holt Arena, as we talked about on Saturday afternoon. I think we're finding out about this Raft River team. They can beat you a number of different ways. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the Oakley defense this season and, and deservedly so, very much deservedly so. We've obviously talked about the Lapway offense, deservedly so. Raft River is another team that defensively, you got to bring it against them. You know, they can they can play and, and they're going to bring some pressure and they're, it's not going to be an easy... You know, you're not just going to play your typical 54 to 42 eight-man game against them. You're going to have to put in your work. Um, you know, they're they're tough up front. Their defensive front is is tough. They've got good linebackers and they've got some pretty good speed on the backside. And and if if they don't give you any holes, it's really tough to exploit those holes, right? So, you know, that's that's one thing I think that you can always say about. Chad Evans and his staff there at Raft River, as long as he's been there, which is three, four years now, I believe. Um, and even before that, I mean, this isn't like some new revelation to, to Raft River. They play pretty good assignment football. Um, they're, they're pretty smart. They're pretty cagey. They don't, they don't blow a ton of assignments. And, and you know, they're going to need to continue that against a Lapway team that plays a little different style. They play a little bit different tempo, a little bit different rhythm. Um, and you know, it, they're, they're going to have to continue to be smart. If it turns into a track meet, I think advantage Lapway, honestly. Um, if Raft River is able to slow Titus Young down, if they're able to contain him, um, if you go back to that eight man classic, um, when Oakley played Lapway, uh, Titus Yearout went wild in the first half and they had 26, 28 points in the first half. Oakley made a couple of adjustments the heat kicked in a little bit, let's be honest. Uh, but, you know, they they contained gear out a little bit, made them a little bit more one-dimensional as a team in the second half, and they struggled a little bit. I think that's going to be Raft River's challenge. I think that they're going to need to try and find a way to take away some of kind of the helter-skelter, just crazy tempo, crazy rhythm, just the roll the ball out and let's play that, that Lapway is so good at and they're so successful at. And it's not, it's not as easy as just saying – okay, we're going to do it. They're going to have to go out there and do it. Lapway is not going to just let them. If they're able to, if they're able to kind of slow that down a little bit and make it a little bit more of a structured game, a little bit more of a system game, 
I think that's advantage after River. Yeah, I like Raft River's ability also to run the ball and control yeah. the clock a little Shorten bit. Shorten the game, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally, 100% agree. Keep Lapway off the field. So I will officially go Raft River. They, they've been my 1A D1 title pick all year. I can't abandon them now, nor would I. I really do believe that they are the better team than Lapway, although it's been fun to watch Lapway as well go on, the, uh, go on this run. Uh, the bottom half of the bracket kind of shook out the way we thought, right? Oakley... Uh, with a win over a, a shorthanded Genesee team, 80 to 36. Uh, and then Butte County gets a win again over a shorthanded notice team, 42 to 12. That was kind of the theme of your um, eight-man uh, three-star yeah. awards this week. A lot, a lot of key injuries across the eight-man landscape. Yeah, depth matters. And it's it, we've talked about it before. It's, uh, you know, it's such a huge factor in eight-man football. And uh, you know, Cy Wareham has an incredible first half for Genesee, and they're kind of trading punches with Oakley. Cy Wareham gets hurt, Oakley runs away. Um, in my opinion, Oakley probably wins that game either way, but when you take out such a big contributor on both sides of the ball as Cy Wareham, you know, that your, your razor-thin margin for error for Genesee just evaporated. And likewise, you go down to that, uh, you know, that Notice Butte County game, Notice scored first. Notice had an early lead. And then Caden Clemens, the quarterback, gets hurt. They have to turn it over to a freshman. And and Benny Guevara had played some on the season. But imagine, here you are in the quarterfinals at Holt Arena. It's the first quarter, and you're playing the number three team in the state. And that's, that's what Notice had to deal with without their veteran leader at quarterback. So, again, I think Butte County ultimately probably wins that game either way. I don't think it's 42 to 12. I don't think it's 42 to 12 by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, you know, give credit to uh, to Oakley and also to Butte County for seizing an advantage, um, you know, recognizing it and taking that opportunity to win games and to advance because that's the name of the game. Uh, but I'm, I, I guarantee you, Coach Woodland and Notice uh, and then Coach Podravsky and Genesee are both kind of, you know, rubbing their temples a little bit to saying, man, I wish I just could have had all my troops. You know, I, I'd love to see what I could have done if I had all my troops. Yeah, so I got to Holt Arena. I did the late game Saturday night skyline against Valley View, a 4A game. And so I got to Holt Arena Saturday at the very end of that of that Butte County notice game. And I looked up at the scoreboard and I was like, wow. I, I mean, this kind of surprised me a little bit. And I actually uh, – saw coach Woodland as he was walking out and got to talk to him a little bit. And um, he, he told me what happened. And I said, okay, this makes more sense to me now. So it really, really is unfortunate the way that went down for, for notice for uh, Butte County, you know, Trayton Miller, 135 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, Tyler Wanstrom. How about, how about this day passing four of seven, four of those completions went for touchdown or yeah. uh, three of those four completions went for touchdowns. Yeah. I, I talked a little bit via text to Sam Thorngren, the head coach of Butte County. And he said, we had to knock a little bit of the rust off, but he felt like they played a pretty good football game. And, and they did, you know, they did play a good football game because Carter Woodland may have been out, but Eric Jimenez wasn't, you know, uh, Carter Woodland wasn't out. And you go on down the list of the other really good notice players that were there. And Butte County still found a way to put up 42 points on them. So, you know, they they got to knock the rust off a little bit, and now they go in and they'll, uh, you know, they'll take on Oakley in that next round. And and that, I mean, that should be a heck of a football game. You know, there are no two ways about it. That should be a really good, really competitive, really tough football game. And I think that 
most people would expect Oakley to win that football game, I think, just because we know a little bit more about Oakley than we do Butte County. But Coach Thorngren, he has he has some talent. He has some skill. He has some depth. Uh, they're they're going to be a formidable challenge, and, and I expect that to be um, a really good game in a postseason that so far – hasn't had a lot of really good games. Most of the games have kind of turned out to be one-sided affairs. I, I think both these games this weekend could both be in that, you know, 36-32 type range where, you know, it's a bounce here, you know, a, a missed tackle there, a great catch here, you know, one of those types of games where one or two plays uh, ultimately could ultimately decide the outcome. Yeah, I uh, I think ultimately I'm going to lean Raft River, of course, and Oakley. I think those two teams uh, advance to the championship as we look at the bracket. Oakley will play Butte County Saturday in Holt Arena, 4 o'clock. Uh, I will be on the call for that game along with Paul Kingsbury. So we will uh, we will have the so call. We do of get to see Paul. Yes, Paul's going to come out of the shadows just to when it, when he doesn't have to put his face out there, right? This is uh, when he Fair can enough. just put on the headset and talk. Then, oh, yeah, Fair sure, enough. he's fine. So yeah. nobody uh, sees the Mountain Dew hat. That's right. That's right. I will say one common theme of our final four Raft River, Lapway, Oakley, and Butte County all have multiple playmakers, right? We've talked oh, about the yeah. versatility of each team. And I think that is a big key as to why those four teams are the teams that are still standing. If plan A goes out the window, if plan A gets hurt, well, plan B, C, and D are all ready to step up and contribute. Not that those other teams weren't, but the dynamic ability of multiple playmakers, I think, is what separates these four teams from the teams that aren't playing. Yeah, I mean, for Lapway, Titus out missed a game earlier this year. They shifted some personnel around, and they won by three touchdowns. You know, it's these are, these are balanced teams with multiple playmakers, and – uh, especially when you're going up against some really good defenses, that's what you need to have. You cannot be a one-trick pony. And I don't know that any of these teams are one-trick ponies. Um, I think that all of them have enough balance to be able to move the ball a little bit. Like I said, if if, if we get into a track meet, I like Lapway's chances. Um, and, and on the other side, I think if it turns into a track meet, I think I like Oakley's chances. The slower the game is, um, I think Butte County and Raft River maybe get a little bit of an advantage, but you know that's that's why they they blow the whistle and they give this little single signal and the kicker kicks the ball and we play. Uh, you know, players ultimately decide what happens and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. That's the one AD one ranks. Let's take a break. We'll hear from our sponsors at the Idaho Division of Public Health. Uh, we'll come back and uh, set up what's happening in the one A D two ranks. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Idaho Eight Man Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. It's time to start planning for back to school. That's why I got my kids vaccinated for COVID nineteen. Kids twelve and older can get vaccinated. The vaccines have been researched and tested. They're safe and they work. And I hope everyone will choose to get vaccinated too. It's the Idaho 8-Man PrepCast, IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Will Henneke. All right, Will, I'm going to put the 1-8-D2 bracket up on the screen here. Can I throw my stat out first? I took a minute to look this up, and then I never even mentioned it in the last segment. I looked down and realized it. Oh, right, yes. My trivia question, and you know the answer, so people who are listening or people who are watching, Lapway, Lapway's win over Prairie on Friday, they won by 32 points, Okay. The last time Prairie lost a football game by more than 32 points was October 19th, 2012. Nearly a decade. 
Troy beat them 54 to 16. Before that, and they haven't lost a lot of football games, period, but Oakley by two, Valley by 14, Oakley by four, Salmon River by four, Lapway by 14, Notice by two, you know, a lot of tight football games. So what happened to Prairie last week, it doesn't happen very much. And I guarantee you, Ryan Hasselstrom, his staff and his kids, it, it stings a little bit because they're not used to, they're not used to having that happen to them. They are the uh, team that's used to pushing people around. They, it's, yes. tip, it's not, it doesn't happen often where they get pushed. So that, that was a great stat. And uh, your interns did a great job researching that for you. Yeah. Very. Yeah. My, my extensive <laughs> research staff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well let's, I'm going to put up the one AD two bracket up here on, on the, uh, on the board. Uh, Kendrick won over Horseshoe Bend 48 to eight Castle Ford beat Rockland 58 to eight Cary beat Mullen St. Regis 60 to 14 Dietrich beat Camas County 46 to 12 again games that didn't have much in terms of drama uh, a final four that uh, you know I think a lot of people maybe would have predicted coming in with the exception of Castle Ford I, I don't think the Wolves were on a lot of people's radar Give me your breakdown of this. I'm going to step out for just a second because somebody keeps ringing my doorbell and it's driving my dogs crazy. That's why I have to keep muting my mic. So uh-huh. I'll be back in two seconds and you just kind of take a look I'll, at the bracket. I'll babble and... for a few seconds, sure. Yeah, okay, just hang tight. I'm going to be right back. Okay. Uh, you never know what's going to happen here on the uh, the, the eight-man prep cast. Uh, starting at the top of the bracket, that that Kendrick Horseshoe Bend game, Horseshoe Bend was somewhat limited. Colton Meyer, their uh, outstanding two-way you know, quarterback and, and defender. Uh, he was limited, did not play the whole game, did have a touchdown run in the game. But you go to the other side, uh, I think Zane Hobart's team did really an outstanding job dealing with the elements. It was an extremely inclement night. It was windy. It was not a, it was rainy. It was not a pleasant evening. Uh, it was not a fit night for man nor beast, as the saying goes. And all Kendrick did was produced. Um, Ty Kep did a great job. Uh, Jagger and Sawyer Hewitt were both outstanding. Uh, you know, the lines, I thought both lines, the offensive and the defensive line for Kendrick were, were both tremendous. I was really, really, really impressed with how Kendrick handled the circumstances and really, uh, frankly, kind of took it to a, a pretty good horseshoe bend team. Then you slide down one line, you got Castle Ford and you got Rockland. And, and same thing. Uh, I think that there were some matchups here where things could have gone different ways um, if the favorites allowed it to happen. Um, Kendrick did not allow it to happen, but this one in particular, uh, Rockland presents some matchup problems for a lot of teams with Gavin Permanent quarterback um, and Teague Matthews and some other good receivers, Wes Matthews. Uh, but but Castle Ford did not allow that to materialize. And Eric Taylor played an outstanding game for Castle Ford, and, and they took care of business. And I think some people uh, have been waiting for them to maybe – regress for lack of a better better word um and they just haven't done it they've just continued to play good solid football and then you get down to the bottom half of the bracket uh the the separation in that carry mullen st regis game i think caught a lot of people by surprise uh, in talking to stetson spooner the head coach for mullen st regis he essentially said look we just ran out of gas in in the fourth quarter and carry is a a tremendous football team and and lane kirkland and his staff reverting back to me now, uh, they did a really fantastic job in limiting the explosive plays from Luke Trogdon and Adam Ball 
and and forced them to try and go elsewhere to try and find uh, big plays and big moments, and it just didn't happen enough. And then Connor Simpson goes out and rushes for 300 yards, and it's almost an oh by the way, uh, you know. And then um, you know go you go down to that fourth game, and um, I, I was thinking about this as I was writing my my three stars uh, story, Brandon. It's it's really remarkable when when you line up on almost a weekly basis. Dietrich's kind of been an oh by the way team for in a lot of a lot of contexts. But when you look at who's beaten them this year, they've lost three games. All three teams are still playing: Cary, Castleford, and Butte County. You could argue they probably they could have, if not should have, beaten Cary. The the Castleford game was, I think, 14 points. So it was by no means a laugher. And then the Butte County game, the Butte County game was a little bit ugly. Let's, you know, but teams are entitled to one of those. But when you get to this point in the season and every team that you lost to is still playing, that means you're a heck of a football team. And and I think Dietrich is, and maybe I'm drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid, but I'm not ruling out a repeat. D- Dietrich won it all last year. And, and I think they're very capable, very capable of winning two more games and winning it again this year. I, I guess the one wild card in this group is is Kendrick, right? Because we the the other three all come from the same league, so we kind of yep. we kind of know how it shakes out. Kendrick's kind of the unknown here. What really stood out to me, Will, was the defensive performances. Right? You talk Terrific, about yeah. Horseshoe Bend, Rockland, Mullen, St. Regis, and even Camas County last week against North Jam proved that they have offenses that are capable yep. of putting up the points. So we talk about in the eight in the eight man game. Right. If you've got a really good defense, that puts you almost a, a pace and a half ahead of everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to I was talking to another coach. I was talking to Monty Madrell, the head coach from Lewis County this week, just kind of idly, you know, shooting the breeze back and forth. And he made a point that I think is a is a really prudent point that you know, you see some of these you know, giving up 40, giving up 50, giving up 60, and you think, oh, man, eight-man defenses can't play. Well, remember, they're playing on the same size field as Eagle, as Coeur d'Alene, as Highland, and they're doing it with three fewer players. So when you look at some of these games, like let's use uh, the Cary and then Mullen-St. Regis game as an example. When you're trying to stop Caleb Ball, Adam Ball, Luke Trogdon, Floyd Nelson, Blake Layton. If when you're trying to stop all those players, all those weapons with only eight defenders, you've got to be pretty dang good. You've got to be pretty dang smart, and you've got to be pretty dang disciplined to do it. And in every one of these games, in every one of those games that you mentioned, for Kendrick to hold Horseshoe Bend to eight, and I don't care about the weather. You know, the weather was terrible. There's no question about it. But Kendrick was good enough to score 40 points. But they held Horseshoe Bend to eight, right? Castle Ford held Rockland to eight, okay? These defenses, you're you're right. They were, they were fantastic last week. They were really good. And they're going to have to be even better this week if they want their team to advance. Yeah, so if we look at the, the matchup on the bottom, Carey against Dietrich, Saturday in Holt Arena at 1 p.m. So, so again, this will be a game that Paul and I are doing. We're going to do Kerry Dietrich first, and then it's Oakley, Butte County after that. That's a pretty good doubleheader for a Saturday in Holt Arena. Really uh, good. Between you and me, 
that's a, that's a lot better show than anything Idaho State University could put on inside that dome. <laughs> oh man, let's let's hope that no Bengals are watching this right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about that matchup first, right? Dietrich almost beat Carey in the regular season finale. Uh, came down to the very end of the game. Carey holds on to win by two. How do you see this rematch going? If you think about it, uh, Dietrich has really. Uh, it used to be one-sided, right? Carrie used to kind of put Dietrich away like all the other teams, but just in the last two years, Dietrich has kind of swung that pendulum, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why this game should be a heck of a lot different from the first game, which was very even. Um, you know, both teams really, you know, put their heads down and, and went to battle, and it was a game that was on Idaho sports, and I loved watching it. It was a great football game. These are kids and programs that know each other well. It seems like they play two times a year. I mean, and I'm being somewhat facetious when I say it, but it feels like they play twice every year. And Lord only knows how many times they see themselves in, you know, each other at camps over the summer and different sports in different events. They know each other. There aren't going to be any tricks. There, there aren't going to be too many surprises. It's going to be about who executes better and frankly, who plays better defense, who manages their gaps, who manages their spacing, who makes the tackles. The team that does a better job at that, I think, wins the game. I really like the way that Dietrich has been playing. Um, I think they played really well, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, but even, you know, in almost beating Kerry, you know, you're, you're one pass away. You know, you have a pass intercepted inside the five-yard line. If that ball even falls incomplete, you probably – have a, you know, you have a great opportunity to punch it in and still win the game. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to put this down to, you know, whichever team tackles better, whichever team plays better fundamental defense, because they both can get it done on offense. They both can, they both have weapons. They both have playmakers. So the, the impetus is going to be on the other team to make stops. It's not going to be on the offense to figure out how to score. It's going to be on the defense to stop the offenses and whichever team does better is going to be the team that wins. I go with Kerry here. That's where I, that's my official on the record pick. You know, I haven't picked Kerry in a while, right? I picked, I picked Mullen St. Regis last week. We saw how that went. Um, I, I just carry is so good. And Lane Kirkland is the kind of coach that doesn't forget, right? He doesn't forget how it felt mm -hmm. last year when Dietrich defeated Kerry and he makes sure that, his players don't forget how that felt. Yeah. And, and one thing that always plays to Carey's benefit, to Carey's advantage, and it's not completely applicable here because Dietrich won the state championship last year over Carey, but Carey plays in these games every year. I'm not going to say that playing in a state semifinal is not a big deal um, to, to those Carey players because obviously it is, but they've been there before. They've they've tasted the water. They've seen the scenery. It's it's not going to be too big of a moment for them. I don't think it's going to be too big of a moment either for Dietrich. But Kerry in general, they're used to it. You know, it's it's almost like you know when we write these preview uh, articles for IdahoSports.com back in in July and August, we can just start the Kerry article by saying in mid November they're going to be playing. The question is who and where. Because that's they just that it's what they do. They they know how to win, and I think that's a testament to Lane Kirkland. I think it's a testament to the community, 
that they're able to do it year after year and just and, and keep that train going. It's not easy to do in eight-man football. Pick me an eight-man football team, and I can probably find you a time when they weren't very good. And for Kerry, we have to go back a ways to find a, a lull uh, in that program's uh, performance. Yeah, certainly. And uh, for Kerry, you know, they're going to move to the 1A D1 level next year. I hope they keep this this rivalry with get, game with Dietrich on the schedule because it's absolutely, been, yeah. um, you know, and there's some we've we've talked about it on this on this podcast. There's some questions as far as the max preps rankings, if the division one classification hangs on to the the current format. Um, would would Kerry be better off picking up a game against, say, Idaho City or Wilder or someone like that, a D1 team, instead of playing Dietrich? Would it be better for their um, for their their rankings within the, the the Max Preps ranking formula? That may be the case. The better football game is Kerry Dietrich, and that ain't going to change. Right. The matchup on top is really intriguing to me, Kendrick and castle ford i think i'm leaning kendrick here you know they've kind of been a, a dark horse uh team of ours all year uh paul kingsbury way back in august picked kendrick as his 1a d2 state champion and castle ford is castle ford's solid right they're steady yep. you know what you're getting from them kendrick has the ability to be really explosive and i kind of like this game's going to move inside now we're going to move into the kibby dome in Moscow, Saturday, 1 p.m., that's Pacific time. So for Castle Ford fans, it's going to be 12 o'clock your time, 1 o'clock mm -hmm. in, in Kendrick. Um, or no, sorry, 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock in, in Castle Ford, 1 o'clock in, in Moscow. So I like Kendrick because of their explosive ability. Not to say that Castle Ford isn't explosive, but Kendrick has shown at times this year that they can get out and put up a basketball number if they want to. They can. They're very skilled. They're very talented. And I think Paul's been picking Kendrick to win the 1A2 division championship uh, since 1A division two became a thing. I swear to God, I think he picks Kendrick <laughs> to win it all every year. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that Zane Hobart is complimenting him and uh, compensating him with, with Kendrick hoodies or something at least because uh, Paul is on that Kendrick bandwagon just about every year. And it's, it's justifiable, you know, skill wise, they're there with everybody. Um, the thing that, that, that they've had to do is they've had to prove that if they get punched in the mouth, they can stand back up. And I think for the most part, they've shown that this year, you know, they've, they've had a couple of times where they've gotten punched and they've fought their way back in and they've had to play in some adverse conditions. The game against Genesee a couple of weeks ago was not a picture perfect night to play. and They didn't fold their tents. Friday night was not a picture perfect night to play. They did not fold their tents. You get them inside, you get them on on a you know a, a flat surface, a clean surface, a dry surface. Uh, I, I really think they have a chance to put up some some big numbers. So again, it's going to be on Castleford, um, you know, Ethan Rowland and uh, Dacian Nunes and and Eric Taylor, and, and they're going to have to make some stops on defense, and they're going to have to make some plays, and they're certainly capable. They've shown that all year long. They are very capable of making some plays on defense, but they're going to, they're going to have to make a couple here. They don't want to get, I don't think anyway, my opinion, um, I don't think they want to get into a shootout with Kendrick. I don't know that anybody in the one AD two ranks wants to get into a shootout with Kendrick. I think everybody wants to slow Kendrick down. So if, if Castle Ford is able to effectively run the football on offense, and if they're able to keep balls in front of them on defense, uh, I think they've got a good chance. Yeah, Kendrick is very similar to Lapway, where uh, I think the game plan going in, 
for both Raft River and Castle Ford is let's run the ball a little bit. Let's control the clock. And I think in both of those matchups, uh, it's imperative that Raft River and Castle Ford get off to good starts. If you if you fall behind a Kendrick or a Lapway, you know, 16 nothing early, that, that it feels like 28 nothing with the way they well, scored. They cash in on almost every possession. It does. And they and they don't um it, it, when you get down, if you get down 16, 18, 20 to nothing in an eight-man game, you've got time to come back, but you've got to take some chances and make some things happen. And something that Kendrick has been really good at with their athletes, with their quickness, Ty Kep at quarterback, bear in mind, he's only a sophomore. He's gonna be around a couple more years. If if you give them an inch they're going to take a shot to make it a mile. And if, if, if they see a little, you know, a little crack, a little bit of daylight, they're going to run to it and, and they're going to hit on a few of those plays. And if, if you're not answering all of those, you know, all of a sudden what was 18 to nothing becomes 36 to nothing. And then what was 36 to nothing becomes 48 to nothing. And that's when a game can get away from you. So I think you're right on. I think, you know, if, if Castle Ford, I mean, I, it, it's easy for me to say because I'm over here in the ivory tower. Uh, I think I'd want the ball first and I'd want to pound the ball right down the field. You know, maybe a nice three, four, five minute drive, score a touchdown, get on top early, set that tone right away. And don't give Kendrick a chance to do the same thing on the opposite side. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun to watch how, how everything shakes out. My official picks, Kendrick, and carry, which means Castleford and Dietrich will be meeting up for the championship next week. Uh, I, I've made my picks in private. I'm not going to publicize them, um, but I, I've, I've made my picks in private, and it's for both the Division One and the Division Two. I can make arguments for any of the four teams to to be holding, you know, those, those banners on on championship week next week. We should have done what they what they do uh, before the World Series. So David Ortiz, Big Poppy, he's been uh, on the World oh, Series coverage with an envelope or something. Yeah, write down your pick and put it in the envelope, and then when we come back next week, we'll open it and we'll see uh, we'll see how you did. Hey, I'm I'm game. I could uh, I mean I'll I'll shoot it with my cell phone so you know that it's legit. Uh, but but I'll do it, and it could just be something that 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 you and me do, and we fess up to it next week. Yep, that sounds good. Uh, I I have not gotten many picks right lately, so I, I I'm due I'm due for some for some correct picks. I feel good about Kerry and Kendrick and Oakley and Raft River, and we'll see if Will's uh, picks differ from mine. And again, uh, every game is going to be on IdahoSports.com in some form or fashion this weekend. To, to see it all, you can go to the game streams tab on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. Uh, semifinal round. I'm very excited. I think we have some fantastic matchups. Will. Oh yeah, and 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 let's let's just hope for the sake of football fans everywhere that we reverse that trend. You know, only one playoff game in eight man so far has been decided by less than twenty points. I would like to see all four be one possession games this weekend because that is going to be a lot of fun for for people to watch, attend, listen to, whatever. I, I think I, I would like all four games to be somewhere around, you know. 36 32. I'd love it. I'd love it. And let's reverse the trend of people getting hurt. All right. Let's have everybody stay healthy and make it through a game, too. Knock on, carry your rabbit's foot, knock on wood, whatever it is. Enough of these, enough of these injuries. Let's let everybody get out of these games healthy and, and have a lot of fun and make some memories.
Yep. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to preview and and recap the semifinals and preview the championship matchups. We're almost there. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Idaho 8-Man PrepCast brought to you by the Idaho Idaho Division of Public Health. For Will Henneke, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.